0: Welcome back to Build and Tinker, Episode 3, Building Ikra Shadiki and Prava. This week, we're going to focus on how we built this deck, what we're doing, and what the goal of the deck is. But before we get into that, how are things been going for you, Russ?
1: Everything's going pretty good. Played a little bit of Magic so far this week. Been digging through this deck, getting to know some of the cards, and getting ready to play it again here in a few hours.
0: Yeah, I've been playing a bit of Magic, uh, tweaking some decks here and there mostly though playing velheim when i get a chance it's a very fun little minecraft for adults game but that's not the topic of this podcast but it is something that's been taking up my time a bit as things go forward so yeah um also time spiral came out last week how were your pulls on that
1: oh well i was very careful and only bought three packs so um the the funny part is, is i pulled a card that i've been looking to order for a while that's dirt cheap grinning it- ignis it kind of pairs up with a runaway steamkin to generate some red mana so i've been looking to get that for this uh, deck that i keep trying to build
0: (laughs) that's funny i i went the opposite way i bought an entire box lucky enough to show up at my lgs right as they opened grabbed a box and actually had some pretty good pools got some some top value cards including that legion sliver which is fun don't think i'll be building a deck because slivers are And I've had a sliver deck before, but they pretty much just do one thing, which is play a sliver and get the advantage and then just win by having lots of slivers. So it's been it's been good. It was a fun box to open up. I think the alternate art border cards were very fun as well. I don't know. Did you get any any of those in your packs? I did, but I don't remember what they were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. Those if you get a foil one of those, those are those are worth some money these days. It's it's pretty good. Awesome. On to the deck. So as I mentioned last week, we are going to be building Prava and Ikra Shadiki. So these are two partners. Uh, Why don't we dive into what Ikra Shadiki does, Russ? So Ikra Shadiki is a 3-7
1: with menace. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness. Um, Ikra Shadiki comes in at
0: 3, a black and a green. The second partner is Prava of the Steel Legion. It's two and a white for a Cat Soldier. As long as it's your turn, creature tokens you control have plus one, plus four, and it has an activated ability, three and a white. You create a one, one white soldier creature token, and it is a one, four himself. I tried building a deck earlier with Prava of the Steel Legion. I think I tried it with uh, Tevish, and it did not go too well, mostly because that plus one plus four is pretty useless because it's only on your turn, don't get a lot of value out of it. It is something that I noticed though, once I saw Ikra and realized kind of what it wanted to do, that these two partners were probably made for each other. They definitely are. It's a match made in magic heaven. (laughs) Right, so as I built the deck, if anybody watched the stream, you can kind of get some of the the theory in there, but really the strategy is really doing what the commanders want to do. You go wide with lots of tokens, and you do chip damage because tokens aren't typically going to have a lot of power behind them. So you're doing one or two damage, but with both commanders on the board, you're going to be gaining at least five life for every token that does damage. So once you get three, four, five tokens hitting a opponent, you're talking about 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 life you're gaining. And then obviously take advantage of that however you can to win the game. So what have you thought the couple, first couple of games playing this?
1: So it's really durable. It recovers well from board wipes, and that seems to be the main strategy against it. Um, wipe the board and try to set it back. Probably the most interesting game that I have had with this deck so far, Pete put out an, an enchantment that increased the cost of spells by two, and then you, trying to get back at Pete, mirror-imaged that thing. So I was casting at four above the uh, stated cost, And this deck still managed to stay in the game and dig its way out and win due to a timely heroic intervention.
0: I I can't believe it still pulled it off with every spell costing four extra mana. I mean, that is crazy and kind of really cool to to see that happen. So this deck, it's kind of, it's a departure
1: from what I normally play. It is in colors that I really like. It's been very interesting to play this deck to see the kind of cards that you've pulled out because a lot of them are cards that i've never used or i don't own it's been a really interesting experience getting to know these cards which is a great segue into the deck stats we're about to look at
0: right so to kind of go off of what deck box provides i want to cover some of the color breakdown so right now the deck is probably an even split between white and green with the rest filled out with black. So it's probably a two to one kind of ratio between those ones. And the main reason there is your token generators are highly in green and white. That's really kind of what it is. And the black is there for a bit of splash, a bit of win cons, some removal, a few pieces here and there, a handful of token generators, but primarily green and white are the token generators. And then how do the breakdown of the cards look? So we're looking at um,
1: breaking down as far as effects go. We have 11 removal slash board wipe cards. Um, we have nine ramp cards, three protection cards, and eight or so card draws.
0: Yeah, that eight or so is kind of interesting because a lot of these cards want to kind of do multiple things. And I, I put that, I think I put in the exact docs, uh, eight-ish, because a lot of it is contingent. And we'll cover some of those cards as we talk about it, but it is contingent on your creatures doing damage, your creatures attacking, a creature dying, kind of some of those pieces, which this is an aggressive deck. It wants to attack. It wants to get in there and do damage, both for what the Planeswalker, sorry, the Commanders want to do, but also to actually trigger some of the effects on these cards.
1: There are quite a few token generators. Um, There's seven of them that are triggering on an ETB or a cast. Two of them that are really kind of that are really kind of standouts um, is secure the wastes is one, which is an X and a white, and you can put X one, one white warrior creature tokens onto the battlefield. It's cheap. It can build a quick board state. And with Prava online, that's a, you know, you have a plethora of two fives. So that's a, that's a great card that, I mean, even in the worst case situation, you're getting a one, one for two mana.
0: Right. That's actually better than the, commander ability that we talked about earlier the other one that's on cast is josu vest lich knight this came out in dominaria so it's two black black for a zombie knight it's menace but it has kicker so kicker is five and a black so it gets very expensive very fast you're looking at 10 mana if you do that though you're going to get eight to two black zombie creature tokens with menace and that could pretty much be a game winner
1: it absolutely can. It's a good card. I've actually not been able to play it for the kicker. I've played it twice now for its regular cast cost. And it's it's I mean at four or five, it's still worth the casting cost. And I was almost able to recur it from the graveyard for its which would have been its actual kicker cost. So that was kind of that was kind of an exciting moment in a very late game. So I really like the card. It's it's fun. So then we move from there into our triggered ability token generators. Um, there's 16 of those. And
0: Nick used this first one to great avail with this deck. Triggered token generators are kind of broken down into two categories. There's the landfall ones, which is a very obvious kind of scenario. You're going to be playing lands with green and get a lot of ramp. And then there's the upkeep or end step one. So these are just going to continually kind of every turn, every end step, just get you more tokens, just kind of drip them onto the board. As you're referring to Russ, Scoot Swarm is two and a green for an insect. It's a one, one, but it has a landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a one, one green insect creature token. That's fine. Going to get you some nice tokens early on. But the kicker is. If you control six or more lands, create a token that's a copy of Scoot Swarm instead. So this starts building on itself. The first time you have six lands, you get a second Scoot Swarm. Another land drop, you're getting four Scoot Swarms because you're getting one for each Scoot Swarm you have. And then it kind of keeps building. You're right. This was how I managed to get 30 tokens on the board in a single game, just by having some of that green ramp available to me.
1: Right. And Scoot Swarm is just it can be a very devastating landfall trigger, especially in green when you're throwing out ramp cards. Um, The next card that we kind of wanted to touch on was Rampaging Baloths, which is kind of an old school um, card in green token generation. It's the one that's going to be getting you those four fours on landfall. Um, It's a, it's a great card. Um, The next one that I kind of wanted to bring up since it's brand new out of Caldheim is Maya, the Bredegard Protector. She's two green, white, white for a legendary human warrior. She is an Anthem. She's going to be giving the creatures you control plus one, plus one. And then on landfall, she's going to be giving you a one, one white human warrior token. So she's basically spitting out one, ones that as long as she's still on the battlefield, there are two twos. So she's a, she's a little costly at that, Two green, double white, but she does a lot of work.
0: Yeah, she does. It's interesting that they didn't actually put the words landfall on this card. I'm not really quite sure why they didn't, but it has the same basic effect that you get a land, you're getting a token, a 1 1. She's going to pump them up, have Prava on board. Your, your tokens are now 3, 6, right? And then when they get in for damage, you're gaining 6 life, a warrior that hits or actually six life for any one, one token that hits. Cause she, she is a general anthem for all the cards. So she's new. She is strong. Once I saw her and at uncommon, I figured it was probably a pretty good card to put in here. That's, that's fairly affordable as well.
1: Absolutely. Um, and then the other card that we were wanting to talk about here in the landfall section came out of Zendikar rising fell retreat, which is three and a white. It, is, it does state landfall. Um, whenever a land enters the battlefield, you get to choose between either getting a 2-2 white cat beast creature token or putting a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. And until the end of the turn, those creatures get vigilance. Um, so Felidar Retreat is definitely, if you're in white and you've got tokens, you want that card.
0: Absolutely. I think either way you go with the landfall is kind of a win, especially if you can stack it. If you can get two landfall triggers in a single turn, you're getting plus one, plus one on your tokens and a token out. Or even better, if you have your commanders out, it's it's so situational, right? You got your commanders out. You're going the to do the counters more likely than the token. You don't have your commander out. Probably start getting some of those tokens into play so that they're ready to go when you can cast your commander maybe the next turn. I actually managed to pull about four or five of these over the course of uh, Zendikar Rising, and it was... It's been very good and very useful, and it's been a popular card just among our play group. Absolutely, and it uh, sees a lot of play on Arena as well. (laughs) I bet it does. (laughs) Actually, Arena just came out with the mobile app. All right, moving on to the upkeep end step token generator. So these are the ones that are going to trigger either every upkeep or every end step. The first one is a card that I really like. I've never quite gotten it to work. It is Master of the Wild Hunt. So this is a two green green for a human shaman. It's a three, three at the beginning of your upkeep, create a two, two green wolf creature token. You can tap it and tap all untapped wolves. You control each wolf tapped this way deals damage equal to its power to target creature. That creature deals damage equal to its power divided among its controller chooses among any number of those wolves. That's really not too important. the important part is just, you get them on the battlefield, every upkeep, boom, you're getting a wolf, you're getting a wolf and they're two twos which become three sixes with Prava on board. Right, which is pretty solid. Um,
1: the next card that we were wanted to touch on is Dreadhorde Invasion, which um, is one and a black. At the beginning of your upkeep, you're going to lose one life, but you're going to amass one. Amass is you put a 1-1 one, one counter on an army you control. If you don't control one, then you create a zero-zero black zombie army creature token first. And whenever a zombie token you control with power six or greater attacks, it gains lifelink until the end of the turn. It's six turns to get to the big payoff. And you don't really have to worry about in this deck about that one life lost. So it's kind of a, it's a good inexpensive card to get a pretty big creature on board.
0: Right. The The idea here was being an enchantment, a little harder to remove, not as much enchantment removal. It's not going to be pretty safe from most board wipes, but The ultimate goal with this one, as you mentioned, is you don't really care about that one loss of life. And if your zombie goes away, you're getting one the next turn. And then it's going to keep getting bigger until somebody deals with it. And the nice piece is a couple of anthems on board. You just need a handful of plus one, plus one counters to get up to that six to get lifelink. And you're getting the lifelink on the attack and on the defense if you have Ikora Shadiki out, which is going to be kind of part of the goal is to get some of that massive life gain up and running.
1: Absolutely. And the deck definitely can gain some gain life pretty quickly
0: absolutely and that's one of the intense and actually this this next card is a fun one again that i haven't really gotten on the board a whole lot but awakening zone is another enchantment i uh, see, i kind of like enchantments in the deck it's got a little bit of an enchantment theme going but it's two and a green at the beginning of your upkeep you may create a zero one colorless Eldrazi spawn creature token it has sacrifices creature add colorless mana so what's cool here is you're getting a token But you can also sack these guys and get just mana. So they become little mana dorks.
1: Which isn't too bad at all. You can always use more mana to cast more spells,
0: to get more tokens. Um, Absolutely. And being in three color, you should be able to to match that with any other color combination you have in your already existing land base.
1: Now, the next card that we kind of picked out in here was Grismald, the Dread Sower, which is one black green. The very first time I ever read this card, I thought, well, this is kind of, do I really want to do this? Um, So it's a trampler, but he has the text of at the beginning of your instep, each player creates a 1-1 green plant creature token. And then whenever a creature dies, you put a plus one, plus one counter on Grismald, the Dreadsower. So uh, being kind of new to magic (laughs) these days, I didn't pick up on the fact that I really want to be killing... I want them to block with that token creature so that Griswold gets stronger and stronger even off of what my opponents are doing with their tokens. So it's definitely a good card for this deck, lots of tokens, lots of tokens dying.
0: That trample is an interesting effect because Ekrishidiki does not only trigger on tokens unlike Prava. Prava only pumps up your tokens, but any creature that deals damage, Ekrishidiki will get you that life back on its defense and this creature having trample and being only three CMC to cast, that's going to be some immediate value if you can block with your tokens on an opponent's attack or if they kill them. And you're just going to kind of get this guy kind of pumped up a bit, and then suddenly you're gaining five, six, seven life without really doing a whole lot. Even if they do try to block, it's going to be harder to remove.
1: And then the, uh, the next ty- type of token generator we have are the activated token generators. There's about seven of them in the deck. Um, starting with Prava, but um, he is kind of expensive to create a token at three and a white. Um, so it's kind of a, if I have nothing else to do with my mana, I'm going to make a token <laughs> kind of uh, ability.
0: He feeds himself, which is kind of nice, but you're right, it is, four, four for a one-one is not very efficient. We already saw that Secure the Wastes can get it there. A lot of these cards are generating one-ones on their own. So that really just is a, wow, I'm top decking, and I have 10, 15 mana. I can, can't can do anything except for you have your own engine right there, which I think is nice. But that's probably not what you're going to be using most. I think probably the bigger one in a lot of cases are the Planeswalkers. And we put a handful of these in here. We won't cover all of them in detail. But basically, your Freilies, your Garrick, and to be exact, it is the Garrick Unleashed, gets you a beast. Uh, Gideon can pump out some knight tokens. Obnixilis will pump out a 5-5 flying demon, which can be very scary because it's flying and it's huge. And all of those kind of put together, there are a number of planeswalkers in the deck that not only synergize on the token generation, but also removal and a couple of other pieces, which I think is something that this deck really wants is some of that synergy on cards where you can kind of get more than one effect going at one time.
1: So I'm more of a kill the Planeswalker than use the Planeswalker player. And this deck is starting to change my opinion about putting multiple Planeswalkers in a deck. Um, So they're they're definitely a a bonus in this strategy. Um, Then we have a couple of cards that fall into the tap area. One is a card that you commented when you played it that you never get it to work and then you got it to work and (laughs) that's the speaker of the heavens.
0: Right, so that one's a one white for a human cleric. It has vigilance and lifelink, but the more important part is a tap, create a four four white angel creature token with flying, activate this ability only if you have at least seven life more than your starting total and only anytime you cast a sorcery. So being that it's one mana, having this in your opening hand you're going to start gaining life on turn two. And any sort of other synergies you can get, you're going to be gaining enough life that once you hit that seven, you're just tapping him and you're just putting out an angel. And what's really nice is that Vigilance means he can attack, he can gain you life, and he's still free to, on your second main phase, produce an angel for you, which those angels become really hard to block. They definitely do.
1: It's a great addition. And again, this deck generally doesn't have a problem with gaining that life to get you up to that seven above total.
0: And another one that's a fairly cheap token generator, but needs to be tapped to do it, is Amera, Soul of the Accord. It's a green and a white for an elf cleric, a 2-2. And whenever Soul of the Amara becomes tapped, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token with lifelink. This is kind of nice as well, because just by attacking, which is what the deck wants to do, you're going to be getting tokens. And then the tokens themselves have lifelink, which anytime a token has lifelink in a life gain deck, that's going to make itself bigger, you're going to start doubling up some of those life gain effects, right? If any of these tokens get in for damage with Prava on board and Icarus on board, now that is a lot to ask for both commanders to be on board at the same time. But if you have that, you're in kind of, as you call it, happy Christmas land, and you get to gain the lifelink off the attack and the lifelink off the toughness which is really just kind of double dipping a bit, which is really nice. And something that I kind of strive for whenever I was choosing what to cut, anything that I could kind of get that double value was going to be worth it. Um, and right. the last piece here, I did stick a several lands in here that can do token generation, either by paying for them or by sacrificing them.
1: Right. So the f- one of the lands is Westvale Abbey, which I really was kind of ha- really <laughs> excited about this card. Westville Abbey can tap for colorless mana. You can spend five, tap it, pay a life, and create a 1-1 white and black human cleric creature token. Or you can play, pay five, tap it, sacrifice Westville Abbey and transform it into Ormondal, the Profane Prince. He's a legendary demon. He's flying, lifelink, indestructible, has haste, and is a 9-7. And I got this to work. So... <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, so that, that one's that one's really fun.
0: The other two are kind of interesting because you have to sacrifice the land. Westfield Library actually doesn't make you sacrifice. It's probably why it is a $7 land. But the other two, Great Hall of Starnheim and Foundry of the Consoles, both of those you can tap it and sack it and pay some other mana to get tokens on the board. This really is kind of a last-ditch effort. I really like these cards because late game, when you have enough mana, you can still get some of that token generation if you are at risk of top decking. And unlike the deck we built last time, this one can't necessarily win immediately or as fast as possible because you do have to rely on being able to get some of that damage in and not just having other players do what they want to do as in playing creatures. So anything that can kind of keep you going late game is something I was looking for with value in this deck
1: a lot of the games we've been playing lately in our group have kind of gone long. So that gives a deck like um, Ikra and Prava
0: the time to really go wide to do what it wants to do. So now that you kind of know what cards are in there, let's cover some of the win cons. Normally you try to go to the win cons first. I think that's kind of sometimes not how I build decks. I don't automatically say, how am I going to win? I kind of say, how am I going to have fun? And then back into a win con. I have built decks with zero win cons before, and that's always interesting to kind of see if you can make it work. That's usually when I figure out, oh, this deck just doesn't work. But there's a few cards that are, I'll say, traditional win cons. What is the most likely way you're going to win in this deck, Russ? What do you think? The most likely
1: way you're going to win is to outlast your opponent.
0: Right. <laughs> you're taking,
1: you're gaining life, you're sitting high, and you're doing chip damage. You're creating wave after wave of token. They might be getting wiped out, you might be getting board wiped, your key pieces getting taken off the board, your commanders getting <laughs> getting wrecked, but the deck produces enough mana, it ramps out long enough that you can, you can outgain and start chipping away. But there's a few cards in here that can help you get there. One of those is Throne of the God Pharaoh, which is an artifact with a two cost, and it has at the beginning of your instep each opponent loses life equal to the number of tapped creatures you control. Um, if this deck's gone wide, you make your attacks, and you're just distributing damage around the board with this card. Right. I think it's a, a great add-in.
0: That That is honestly one of my favorite cards. I have two or three copies of it because I stick it in decks that I probably shouldn't be in just because I love the idea of I'm going to attack, I'm getting value out of that. And the next card, Calculating Glitch, is very similar to that. It's not as good, I'll say. But it is it is still very strong. It's four and two black for a zombie wizard, a 5-5. Five five. It has menace, which is nice because it's going to take two to block it. But whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents, that player loses one life. So even just the act of attacking, whether they block, whether they board wipe, the minute you go to the combat phase and declare attackers, you are dealing damage. And if you have, as I mentioned, 20, 30, 40 tokens on the board, you're going to wipe somebody out. They don't have to do anything. They can try to block. They could have a full board, but you're still going to kill them just by the fact that they're getting life in the attack phase. And then at the end step, if Thorn of the Godfair is out, you're going to deal that 20 damage to all the other opponents, which is kind of fun. And again, happy Christmas land, but it is really exciting. That's why these are kind of some of the end game land, end game winners. And then I know we have one more card in here, which is a favorite of yours. You've you've played it several times. It's one you like. Uh, Which one is that? that our good
1: friend the amazing avenger of zendikar one of the big problems that you can run into with zendikar is he's going to create tokens but they're zero one plant tokens so avenger of zendikar most people are familiar with is five and two green um, when he etbs he's going to create an equal number of zero one plant tokens to each land you control Whenever a land enters the battlefield, he's going to put a plus one, plus one counter on each plant creature you control. Sometimes as a green player, you've ramped yourself out. You've got a lot of land on the board. You get you play Avenger, you get a whole bunch of plants that aren't really going to be able to do any damage until you pull another land or you get lucky with an Anthem. Well, in this deck, we always have an Anthem on our turn. We have Prava. You get Prava on board, and we now have one five green plant tokens. So, he definitely adds to the value of of Avenger. I mean, he's just, the Avenger Zendikar is just a great finisher, especially when you have a land or two sitting in your hand. Everybody should be, everybody that's been playing Magic for a little while that plays against somebody in green, they've probably seen the good old Avenger of Zendikar.
0: Right. And it's interesting that this card is in this deck. You know, this this typically falls into a landfall deck. You want to get you know, 20, 30 lands out. But you're right, because of the way the commander works, we don't really care about hitting a lot of land drops. We just really care about getting some value out of playing the game. By By the time you get this out on turn seven, you're going to have at least, you know, six to eight mana, even six or eight zero ones with both commanders on board is going to gain you, what is it, what's eight times five, 40 life? I mean, you're doubling your life total at a, at a minimum, right? And that's going to start right. activating some of these other cards that we talked about. Yeah, what do you think overall of some of the win cons and kind of overall how the deck is structured? So I've really enjoyed playing
1: it. Like I said, it's been a really good learning experience seeing how working with the tokens and working with how the enchantments are are affecting them. Um, and just seeing cards that I've never played before. So it's been a, a really good experience. Um, the life game, uh, we did we did kind of skip over one of those win conditions. There is an aether, aether flux <laughs> Reservoir in this deck, and I may have tried to politic that into somebody not attacking me, and it was a mistake. So it's, it's definitely a good deck. It's It's enjoyable. I like having partner commanders, and these guys... I mean, they're from Commander uh, Legends, so they're relatively new. So they're they're just fun to learn about and to play with. And it's given me all kinds of ideas about um, what changes could be made. And I think a lot of them might be small. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely going to be, I'll say, what, two weeks out from now, we're going to cover some of the tinkering that you've done, what what you added in, what you took out. I believe I've already sent you a couple cards and said, hey, this... These might be good in that deck, and I'll be very interested when we talk next time to cover in a very similar way we talked about the stats here of did the stats change fundamentally? Did you say, hey, the activated aren't worth it, we went more trigger, we took out the trigger, we went more ETB, or... We added three more win cons because it wasn't reliably winning, right? Th- you know, four win cons and out surviving is good. Is it enough? Maybe not. Maybe it's more protection. Kind of where you're taking that I think is going to be good. But next week what we want to talk about is alternate build strategies because as with any token deck, you can build it multiple ways. You can go the way we did, which takes advantage of the commanders. But there's also aristocrats. There's uh, just pump up your creatures there's a number of ways to get there where it's all based on attacking and doing damage and not even necessarily life gain
1: right i'm looking forward to doing that
0: and getting this deck on the table excellent well in the meantime where can everybody contact you russ i'm on twitter at virus 25 and i'm at nag 83 on twitter and you can find us at mtg build tinker on twitter and email us mtg build at gmail.com thanks everyone and we will catch you guys next time